Blog Talk Radio. Greetings, greetings. Welcome to the People's Black Panther Party Radio. We are here. This is Big Mama's house. Greetings. We are doing radio. I'm hoping everybody can hear me. I got a good connection. It is Sunday. We are glad to be here representing Big Mama's house. Let me see if I can grab my other Big Mama, grab her on the line. Let's see here. Greetings. Welcome to the program. Love and light family. How are you? How are you? All right. It's been a long day. been a long week. <laughs> Dealing with the chili stuff. Say it again. It seemed like we had a little bit of connection issues just now. Ah, uh, yeah. Clear look, look, I'm never surprised whenever I try to ask technology to do something, okay? Yeah, I don't even let it surprise <laughs> me. <laughs> mm-hmm. It seems like every time I get on the radio, everybody forgets I'm on the radio, but we got to do this. You know, we got to represent mm-hmm. this. This program is so important. It's important because, um, number one, we represent for the women in the movement. Uh, The movement, I think there was a time where it was a little bit more balanced, or at least it felt balanced. Now things, even though there's women in the movement, it still feels very masculine. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yes, I would agree. I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, you can be a woman, you can be fierce, you can be all that and still be very feminine, be a woman. And this is why we have Big Mama's House, because there were plenty of women that held it down for the families, um, for the community, uh, in the movement, around the movement, for the movement. They've always been there. Now, whether they've always gotten their respect and their due, that's another story, but they've always been there. So what we're doing is we're continuing that thought, that energy, that everything, that positivity that they gave and that they still give. But we, we're doing it in 2021. And so, you know, um, it's, really, it's a very important role, very important role. I know you're the big mama of your community, South Cackalack, you be holding it down. Um and right before we get into this sister to sister idea, you know, just give me half a second. Tell me what it means to be that big mama of your area. It's an honorable responsibility. And I have to make sure I put responsibility on there because I think that sometimes people will view what we do because we make it seem so effortless that they actually begin right. to think it's that way when the actuality is calculated. <laughs> it is very yeah. balanced um, as far as giving out energy to people. The important part for us as women is to be able to make sure that we are balanced and we have that playroom for ourselves personally. But for the most part, when we do things within the community, within our families, within our extended families, we put the overall collective first. And because we do it all the time, sometimes people 
forget that we are still women. We still have all these other little pieces of us. And they just look at this is a solid person in the community. This is somebody I can go to for this. If there's this type of issue, I can go over here. And we embrace all that because we love the way that we the way that we do. So we have no problem with embracing it. But at the same right. time, it is genuinely a responsibility because there are some yeah. days that I'm like, I don't talk to none of y'all. I don't even want to talk to myself in the mirror. But the reality <laughs> is, when I look at the bigger picture, I'm like, okay, you know, give me five minutes, I'll be back. But I need five minutes to bed, and then I'll be back, and then I'm going to pick it back up again because I know it's a responsibility. And I'm honored yes. to be able to be that person. Yes. So absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I, I feel I mean, you you're I'm, all over the place too. <laughs> look, How is it for look, you? <laughs> um I, I I feel the same. I work I work with two groups of people, either older or younger. You know, it, I don't have many thirties in there that they're usually um too old and I'm fussing with them or they're too young to really understand. And so I can say it is um, it's a burden of love, honestly, because um, because they are so young and because they are really working with, you know, just a little bit, not a whole lot, you know, it it's a lot of weight. You know, it's a lot of work. You know, um, this is why our chief of staff war is always fussing, demanding self-care, self-care, self-care. This is why in other places and spaces, self-care is like paramount because we give and give and give to the point where people don't even realize that the giving is coming from an individual. You know, I guess they feel it's coming from the sky. I don't know. But, um, it's very important that we take the time, that we stop what we're doing, that we um, encourage each other, lift each other up, and also leave a little drop of wisdom for those uh, around us. And so that's kind of what I wanted to do today on the Sister to Sister is really just kind of, you know, one thing about being Big Mama, Big Mama's you should stay in the kitchen, right? When you're in the kitchen, you stand it up. Constantly, constantly. Mm-hmm. That's how people cook. Today I wanted to sit down for a second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Today I wanted to sit down. I wanted to to have this conversation. Um, you know, you and I are always building, but to share with other people the things that we're working on, building on, um, from children to mates to this to that, you know, to give other people if they would like an opportunity to join into the conversation, but so that other people understand kind of what the sisters are needing, what the sisters are doing, um, even what the little mamas got cooking up and everything else like that. So it's important that we take a moment every now and again to talk to each other, talk with each other. You know, sometimes we get to the point where we're always talking at each other. You know, tonight I want to kind of talk with each other. And, and and kind of build from there, you know, how do we how do we make it better? How do we work with each other? How do we help each other? So I, I just wanted to kind of have a different angle tonight. You know, Big Mom, we still being honest now. We still gonna keep it truthful. But I wanted to share a little bit about what we are doing, what we're going through, um, just so that you all know 
what's coming up for you as the little mamas start to age up. These are the kind of things you need to think about, you know? Mm-hmm. And we really need you to put the work, work in because we have no problem with passing the torch. That is part of yeah. the issues with some of the other generations. You're like, okay, so you're going to hold that position for 45 years and not teach <laughs> a younger person? I, I, I don't Absolutely. understand. I mean, yeah, we had an organization, and the secretary was easily there for 50 years. And I still couldn't yes. understand it. I couldn't. Right. And there were people willing to help, but some people just didn't want to pass the torch, or they're not going to do it the way that I would do it. So, you know what, I'll just keep doing it. And that's so unfair to not share that information with the younger generation, because we should Absolutely. be able to gracefully age up in responsibilities and freedoms at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we should fall into that position of let me provide guidance and wisdom. Let me be your backup person. Let me be your safety net opposed to I got to handle ABCD. No, no, no. We should be able to because we've earned it because of all the sacrifices that we've made. And so we, for the young sisters doing their thing, thank you. We love you. And we have no problem with sharing the responsibility. There's more than enough to go around. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we could be working 24-7, and we still would have time. We would still have more things that needed. You know, I remember the equation needs to be each one, teach one. Uh, we way past that. We need each one to grab three or four at this point. You know what I'm saying? If not one. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's just because we've gotten so far off kilter. And so, you know, as we're going through this, understand one person, we got to represent for three or four people, you know, and, and that's real talk. That means you got to be constantly teaching. It's not a nine to five anymore. You know, if it ever was, we have to constantly, everything we do is an example, you know, from the way we, the way we eat. I hate to say that, so we got to talk about how we eat it. We have to talk about how we're living. We got to talk. I mean, everything we do has to be a testament to um, longevity, to um, improvements in our life, and to everything else like that. So we're gonna have to have some real conversations because um, this hot pocket generation, y'all, we gotta do better than that. <laughs> we gotta do better than that, you know. And and there's some, some of them even have the privilege of being third and fourth generation. So that means you know the science, you know. Let's get into it and let's really begin to do the work, the positive work, you know? Yes, because there is a sense of urgency. If nothing else, the pandemic has taught us that there's a sense of urgency when it comes to certain things and coming to focusing on family. I mean, all the money in the world, you know, your health (laughs) matters Mm -hmm. more. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. And that money, that money means very little. You know, that money, they'll let you know if we didn't see anything from the recent politics, that lets Mm -hmm. you know, hey, they are, um, they give money away as they wish, as if it's their political agenda, when they feel like it. So you can't rest on money. Right, right. So it's very important for us to go back to basics on a lot of things. Um, I know one of the things we're working on with our women's group is pretty much each one, um, each person should be planting something so that we can barter. 
So money does right. not have to be in the middle of that. But I don't care if you got to plant it in some pots or whatever. And those of us that have a little bit more land or whatever, we're opening ourselves up to other people that are in the collective. That if you want to come and take care of it, then that's fine. You have space to clear so that we all can right. eat. I have to rely on the government to make sure that we're eating. You know, the little sense that's that people right. on that. If anything, we see when they don't want to give it up, they don't have to give it up. What are you going to do? You should still be able to survive. What are you going to do? Baby still got to eat. So what are you going to do? Because yeah. they, they do it at a push of a button. So we have to plan mm-hmm. ahead of that, okay? So, you know, and we're going mm-hmm. to get into that some more. I got a caller that would like to speak, so we're going to say hello to the caller real quick, and then um, we're going to get into this sister-to-sister, okay? And this ain't just for the women, folks. But this is, you know, we need people to listen, you know, so you can begin to understand all that we're trying to do and trying to accomplish. Let's see. Greetings. Welcome to the program. Greetings. Listen, I don't know whether to be, you don't recognize, no, that's right, this is my Google number. Greetings, greetings, peace. Peace. Greetings, it's Chairman. Yeah, uh, yeah. (laughs) I thought you may recognize Greetings, Chairman. How are you? Okay, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Awesome. I'm just listening to the show. Listen, I just wanted to put my my tidbit in there before the since I didn't know you hadn't gotten on the sister the sister part. But talking about what no, I no, heard about do. the young people. Oh yeah. I'm sorry. Say it again. I said, please do. Oh okay, cool. Um, you know, as talking about the young people, one of the things, first of all, I believe that the revolution, any change, is one of the key elements and components of it is going to be social. It is going to have to be a social revolution, a change of thought, a change of morals and ethics, a change of practices amongst our people. One of the practices that we've adapted uh, is treating our children like they're our equals, our peers. We've we've lost that parental energy or sense. So I see a lot of people discussing with their children, including their children in uh, decision-making processes, all the way up until uh, um, almost everything. So then what happens is we wonder why our children have this disregard and disrespect for us is because they think they can do it better or they think that they're on our level. We've denied what you call it, that instant gratification age. We've denied them the process of growing. So now they stand in judgment and critique of, a, uh-huh. of an adult who has gone through a process of reaching that stage and state of existence and development. You know, and this is why it's hard to tell them anything. It's like because <laughs> they feel as if they can do it better because of the – and a lot of it is, you know, our, our hands have contributed to our own destruction because we've coddled and pampered and we've, uh, you know, I believe I always say give a reward for second place. You know, I hate that culture. We, we, we reward you just for showing up, showing up. And second place mm-hmm. is only the first cat to lose. I need everybody to know that. It is only <laughs> the, the first one to lose the race. So all of these mm-hmm. rewards for just showing up and participating, that's nice. But, you, hey, listen, you got to win. Um, and then in concluding that, saying <laughs> that, no, in concluding that, saying that, uh, you know, allowing, that means 
us adulting up, for those of us with young children, I say our fairly younger children, adulting up, that means not sharing uh-huh. all of our burdens and all of our problems and everything with the children, adulting up. So when they go into adulthood, they say, wow, I didn't know. You know, that's when the advice phone calls come in. Hey, Dad, uh, rah, rah, you know, and not the judgment and the critique. So, you know, that's just one of the things we have to do, I would say, for our young people. And then, to to end it with this, too, and be realistic about what we have put forth. Sometimes Uh they do just see a better way. Sometimes these old dead ways, these dead negative attitudes, what we can't do, what somebody ain't going to be, we should listen to the language we really use uh, to our young people, what they ain't, what they'll never be what they desire, what they want, like, it's just all wrong. And I can sometimes um, remember that. When I was coming up and expressing, you know, I'm from there where we made the two earring things. The first, the one earring thing, and I'm going to go on and on. Mm-hmm. And you remember how they came down on us, but that was our sense of rebellion and our style. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, everything they're doing is right. I'm just saying the way that we approach it. We can either stoke the flames of revolution and resistance in them for bullstuff bull revolutions, or we can uh, begin to find a way to address those issues and concerns and advise them and demonstrate them. And if they say they don't want our advice in it, learning when to butt our old butts out of it and allowing them the uh-huh. process of trial and error on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, um, I believe that the way forward – is the way back. I think our our parents and and you you close to the age, Chairman. You know you can remember our parents in the village that raised us. They had ways of dealing with children. You know we were seen, mm-hmm. not heard. We had protocols. We had all kinds of things. There were, and I felt a very intentional vibe when it came to us as children. We weren't just running around. You know, we were intentionally educated. We were intentionally with this sister, with that sister, you know, um, you know, to the point where, you know, my, my youngest child uh, looks at Mama Makita, that's his auntie, you know, and, and he listens and they interact like, like auntie and nephew, and he calls her, she calls him. They, there's a real relationship there. And so even when there's, times and places and spaces where him and I may not gel, he has proper places to go, not out into the street, you know. And so, but mm-hmm. our parents mm-hmm. were so intentional about building our communities. We weren't just left, you know, to figure it out. We had people, you know, our families were intertwined, and, and, and we, you know, everybody, we, every mother mothered the child that was closest to them. They didn't go wait for your parent to come home. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. You both That's said right. some very interesting things. Um, one thing for a child, a child that I carry, you'll never be on my level. Uh, period. Okay. And I okay. You'll never, ever be on my level. I'm grateful that my girls are at an age where advice can be given. Now, whether or not they take it. There's something different, but they're at that age. Realize that some of those things that I keep to myself, they are now realizing. Like, wait a minute, all of this was going on behind the scene. I'm like, yes, but I allowed Mm -hmm. you to still be a child 
and enjoy your childhood to the person I was able to provide at that time. You know, so even with certain situations, like, okay, now you got to tighten up here because my omiyas don't need to see this and that. Not right now. Because right now they need to enjoy the best way that they could can because once they reach a certain age, there, there won't be any of those little extra things coming for them. They'll be responsible. There you go. That's right. Thing. So it, it's good for us as as um, Mama Seven stated to go back on some stuff. Remind people yeah. like that's the area you need to. No, that's something you need to be discussing with your king man, not with your four year old, not with your mm-hmm. teenager. Okay. Because that teenager Amen. is not going to help you with that. Kill your rump in the house with your man and handle that. Yeah. Yeah. So, of us, we really have to get back to that and relying yeah, on so the power. And, and a lot of us are not relying know. on that power couple. It, it, and so it's me against him. And that, y'all know I do couples counseling and all that wonderful stuff. And I really wanted to, like, smack snot out of a sister recently because I'm like, <laughs> it's not always the it's not always the brother. Sister, today, you are the problem. And I don't know if she was prepared for that because me as your friend is your friend. But if you're coming to me for clinical advice, I have no problem with telling you that you are the problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, mm-hmm. have to work collectively to fix it. But that takes both parties, one, to say if they're willing to do it and give the brother a little bit of credit for stepping forward and acknowledging that you need the help. And don't and don't think this is not microwave popcorn. Everything is not going to be done in three minutes or less because what we're dealing with is generational issues. So it's going to take yep. time and work for it to be better. But you know, I remember a time. I remember a time and place where everyone worked on it together. You know what I'm saying? Even the couple issues, the children issues. No one ever. I don't remember anybody being alone. I don't remember a lot of privacy with my mother alone. I don't remember. It was whoever was close, literally. You know what I'm saying? There's a problem here. Everyone gathers up, and we're going to – and the chairman can attest to this. I was freaking some people out. There was a problem. One, one of the sisters had a problem in Atlanta. I said, okay, no problem. Me and the children are going to go and spend the night. And everyone freaked out. They were like, you're going to do what? I said, we're going to go and we're going to accompany the sister overnight. We're just going to stay and sleep on the couch. I brought, I, got, I brought board games for the boys, and that's how we were going to handle this because I grew up with the understanding that if there's a problem, we're all just going to go and lend whatever support we could. At that time, that's the support I had. I, I can come. I can be mm-hmm. a good word. I can be of company. You know, the children were all involved. They all knew, okay, this is emergency procedures. This is how we handle it. And then this is how we're going. And we handled it. That's how it was done. And it wasn't no question about how, why, when. This is just how we handle problems. We get in there. It doesn't matter who started it. doesn't matter. None of that. We're just going to come and lend what we have because there's a need. You know, we have to get back to the basics. You know, we've gotten to this. You know, Chairman, you're always talking about um, communalism. And we have to get back to understanding that even if you don't prescribe to um, a, a marriage lifestyle as such, 
there are still ways, places, and spaces where we can be communal with each other and be helpful to each other because um, we need it. You know what I'm saying? Well, um, we have the know, need right now. One of right. I mean, one of the things, this is going into, <clears throat> this is why, you know, these conversations are super important. Uh, where we're in this stage now, any move to communalism or to, like you said, that going backwards would have to be very voluntary. Back when we were going through those things, the culture helped to cultivate that environment or, or, or society or the outside helped to cultivate that env- environment. So what I'm saying is this. We didn't have access to what the youth has today. We didn't have the gadget gadgetry right. that promoted isolation, that took you into alternative universes and realms to where you didn't even have to deal with reality <laughs> for hours upon hours upon hours. Yeah. You know, we didn't have a rated PG-13 to hell. Lucy never slept with Desi. I never seen them in the same bed. You know what I'm saying? So we didn't have, you know, did 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 War and June Cleaver ever? I don't know how they made the Beaver. I, I think it just a story dropped them off. So we didn't have society teaching our children. They just when we watched television, we enjoyed the gist of it. It was magical, it was mythical. We didn't worry about sex and how they came. It just was Beaver. It just was. That's the magic of television. Things happen in television can't happen in real life, and it still gave the parents and and the people in the community the right, the authority to dis- explain the, those delicacies and intimacies that went into making babies, and they could tie it into their um, uh, religious beliefs or their moral beliefs on how children should be born, the concept of family and all of this, because television didn't do it. We live in a time yeah. now that if you're watching an action flick, I can't sit down with my 12-year-old and watch a good action flick. The guy kicks everybody's butt, and I'm like, yeah, we're cheering for the, the good guy. And, like, in a split of three seconds, he's in the bed with the girl naked. I'm like, how did yeah. they throw the sexy? So you can't even watch with these subliminal messages. So the, the, the question is, where are our brothers and sisters who are saying, hey, enough is enough. We voluntarily will go willingly. Join these collectives, these groups, people Black Panther Party for self-determination. Join these groups to begin to create a social, moral, and ethical norm to save not just ourselves, but our children. That's what I, I teased you about one time, uh, Seven. I said, hey, you really watch programs? I mean, listen, listening audience, I know her. And like, well, she really watches like the kitty shows. What we would call yeah, TV shows, yeah. they are very children-friendly. Everybody can sit down and watch them. Star Trek has yeah. never hurt anyone. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, um, you know, yeah. So if we really have to be a voluntary uh, movement, and it's going to take a voluntary effort. And we're sending that call out there to y'all, man, and listen, boys, let's do it. Y'all seeing how donkey these white, these, these white folks acting? Y'all want to follow yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, that that was pretty incredible. Please don't get me started. I will preach. That was you mean incredible. Oh yeah, the guests went back to the house because that was all that was. Yeah, yeah, because attached to the melanin would have been a whole bunch of other stuff, rubber bullets. Yeah, white white privilege at its finest. White privilege yeah. at its finest. That was a 
a colossal temple. White people had a hissy fit and threw acted a complete donkey. And black folks were saying, look at them. White folks acted. Other white folks scared because they know. See, we either we underestimate them or we just think they're funny. But them other white people are panicking because they know how crazy they really are. You know how somebody might laugh at your mama going off on you? And they're laughing, like, well, your mama going off, but you scared because you know your mama crazy. And when you get in the house, it, this might be the last time your friends see you for real, real. You'd have messed up. But that's how white people have to, like, yo, we're panicking because we're crazy. And they know that. Black people are just watching a colossal tantrum. They disagreed yep. with the outcome of a process that they have put in place for close to 500 That's years. Put in place. So you're showing, they put in place. right? Yes. Yes. Your process. Yes. Your so process. You're basically saying nothing is, I mean, damned if you do and damned if you don't with us. Exactly. Black people, you see it. If you thought any other way, listen, on two fronts. One, if you thought this system would save you, one, it showed you wouldn't because white people would do crazy stuff against their own system. Secondly, yes. if you were under somehow still under the illusion that there weren't two Americas, this is not for the people that know okay. that there was and was denied. For white people, if you were only must have done something, that can't be two Americas. If you was under the illusion that there were two Americas, if that didn't show it clearly, I, I hear white people yes. saying, man, damn. Now, we know if that was black yeah. people. Y'all the hell. Yeah. We saw yeah. what you did I at the Black Lives Matter rallies before anything I, I jumped think, off. Yes, yes. We, I think Biden even said that, said now, now come on. There's the contrast between the the, political, <laughs> the presidential response is, is, is utterly ridiculous. So, absolutely. Yeah, we love you. Go home. Yeah, I was like, wow, wow. <laughs> So um, it was it was absolutely insane, and it was an absolute slap in my face. And I remember my 15 year old who was watching this was very politically involved, asking me, "Well, what did you want?" I was like, "Really? I want them to be uh, pepper sprayed, made uh, hit with rubber. I don't want that for them. I also don't want it for us. You know." Then we had to have another conversation about how this is so where the word equality comes in and, and yeah, everything else like that. And I'm very glad we had that conversation, but, you know, there was still a question of, well, what do you want? Tell me I what you want. I want it to be you know? wrong. I want it to be wrong. I wanted to mm-hmm. think I was on some black, angry, tyrannical rage and rant <laughs> that it, I wanted to be wrong. I, I wanted to yeah. really just be angry black man and not have it so blatantly in my face that all along yeah. I'm right. That two Americans all existed. I, I, you know, that's basically what I wanted. I wanted to be wrong. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I, it's just, yeah. it's just that and then It's just that. And then that you have to me, to the I'm going to go malicious. Yeah, I wanted some pepper spray going on. I wanted okay, to be wrong. Yeah. Sure. I guess I am saying I wanted pepper spray. I wanted that to be the standard <laughs> reaction to the police. I wanted the police just to be buttholes because they're police, mm-hmm. not because I'm black. Right. I Ooh, want right. them to be screw the police because y'all butts anyway. 
but not because now it is clear that, no, you guys aren't butts. You guys are discriminatory. Yeah. You guys are selected. Yeah. Uh-huh. Very you know, good. That's what that is. So, yeah, I want to see some people get bit. I want to see some rubber bullets. I want to see some snot uh-huh. and some teary eyes flaring up. <laughs> yep. Some arrests, some all of that, yes. Exactly. Five deaths and no arrest that night. But what I will tell you is going to happen, it's going to be hell to tell the captain. Mm-hmm. Somebody's going to have to, yo, it's it's going to be some repercussions and reprisals behind this. That was just too blatant, too in their face. Uh, they acted like, and I'm not saying in any color, form, or anything like that, it was a bunch of niggas on the White House. <laughs> they acted a donkey, man. They were climbing walls and stealing. I'm so glad that I didn't see any of the pictures. We had a... You know, I was doing a lot of speaking on peace and calling for peace and demanding for peace and feeling like Rodney King for all those that are old enough to remember Rodney King. That's that was energy and a vibe that I was going through, right? Until the next day when I saw the pictures, I said, Wait a minute. Are they like scaling the wall? Wait a minute. Are they yeah. playing in the chair? They were Wait, wait yeah. a minute. Like Mario. Where was the game? <laughs> what is this? You know, and I'm so glad I didn't see that until after I was trying to be nice and politically correct and trying to explain to people um, and call for the peace and call for the lack of, you know, we're not going to respond to their ignorance and blah, blah, blah. So I'm so glad I didn't see the the pictures because the pictures are a mockery. They are a mockery oh. of the protest oh. of, of the American um, uh, way, the American process. They they were absolute mockery, and so I was so glad. White folks, that y'all should be embarrassed. Done. White folks <laughs> should be embarrassed. Y'all folks acted a fool. I'm gonna talk to y'all like y'all defiantly. Man, y'all know y'all folks cut up though. <laughs> y'all know y'all folks <laughs> are fools. Huh? We gotta talk to these white folks. Y'all should be embarrassed. <laughs> That's that cousin that could y'all see us black folks know what it is. Look at this Negro. If he don't see, we would, y'all cut a fool. Y'all will never let it down. I'm quitting. Who, who daddy is this? Who? Who? <laughs> y'all had who a freak hit gone wrong at the White House. Y'all running through the halls, throwing paper, stealing computers. Yeah. One dude just yeah. spinning in Nancy Pelosi's chair. He just having a field day. They got the one yeah. guy, he got a whole buffalo head on with war paint. Yeah. Ooh, folks, I need. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, if you don't laugh at some of this, Absolutely. you stay angry. If you don't laugh at some uh-huh. of it, you will stay angry. Absolutely. Business. You will stay angry and have to person. You have to laugh at something. <laughs> You know, understand that the struggle is real. We still have to do our work over here. We still, we still have to turn these things into teachable moments. We still have to teach these Absolutely. children. We still have to have better understandings with our sisters, with our brothers, yes. with our couples, yes. with our families. We yes. still have to put the work in despite this whole whatever that was but going on over there. Don't yes. let this we still have don't to make you happen. Can ease up. You can't ease up for a second. If anything, this helps people it's down. You know what I'm saying? You cannot even support these people. Say it again. Yeah, it's just 
It's 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 a fl- it's a it's a wake up. If it's a yeah. if you found your comfort, your support in the political system as it stands, yeah. they showed you that was a molly. If you found your yeah. comfort and your support in emulating other people morally and ethically, they showed you that they're yeah. still savage in their behavior when they disagree. It's like what Sister McKenna yeah. said. This is a clear indication that we must more than now. Practice self-determination, yeah. not just economic, politically, and Absolutely. socially, but spiritually, Absolutely. mentally. We have to liberate ourselves from that. Is a clear indication that you don't want no parts of that. That's right. You that's want right. to be the complete yeah. polar opposite of that. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and that's how we look. And and, and what that is me. is why I'm glad we got to see it is because and I'll be silent after this. Is because now you get to see how your black behind looks to the world. That's how you look. That's how I look. That's how we look to the world damn near all the time, though. That's why we have to change the narrative. That's how we look when we disagree with each other, shooting, killing one another, fighting one another, climbing on each other's house and each other's windows, raising stealing from one another. Behaving just like that. And so now we get to see how we see it's hard. You can't see it when you're doing it because it's a part of you. But when you get to see other people acting like you typically act, then you say, damn, look at them. Yeah, that's how we be acting, bro. So now we know we got to turn away from that. We follow them way too closely. I'm sorry. Go ahead. What, someone say something? We should Absolutely. not have had to wait Absolutely. to see that situation in order for us to do better. We should have been yes. striving mm-hmm. towards that. It is just a disgusting yes. situation. They're they're even still fighting amongst themselves, you know, in their little room, as I call it, their little yes. room, just because one person wants to say, you were completely out of order. There's no other way to put it, you know. Yes. But Absolutely. like it or not, <laughs> we still have to do what we have to do. We have to yes. have better conversations with ourselves. We have to be able to agree to disagree and still move forward. You know, I, I yeah. don't agree with a lot of things that people do. They don't agree with everything that I do. Okay, fine. It's not the end of the world. But on this 5% that we do agree on, we need to rock yeah. it and work it to the best of yeah. our ability. Yep, yep. Because yep. you have yep. people out here that will disagree on everything except for that 5% that they don't like your melanated wrong, and they will come together on that 5%. And we've seen yep. it time and time again. So yeah. we need well, to that, we really need to practice forgiveness of other people in ourselves. We have to forgive ourselves for, for not doing it right, for being perfectly imperfect. Okay, you, you didn't do it right that day, but you have a today is a new day for a new chance. Because you're here, you're yes. still amongst the living because somebody didn't make it. Mm-hmm. So because you're here, let's do something better so that we can build on the legacy that's been left for us. Absolutely. We have to. And, you know, I thought... And no one said it's going to be... Actually, we have to do it. Absolutely. Yes, ma'am. I actually thought it was good timing because a lot of us got comfortable in the vote. We got comfortable mm-hmm. with Biden being mm-hmm. president. We got comfortable knowing that we could run Georgia. We got comfortable being black. Mm-hmm. We did the vote. And so there were a few of us that said, okay, we've done our job. 
and those people let you know, I don't give two flips about your job being done. I'm here to be disruptive, and this is what I'm going to do with you and your job being done. And so I think it was important that we recognize that our job's not done and that we still have more to do and that even though I believe voting is good and voting is necessary only because we're Americans in America, but I don't think that's the beginning of our work. I don't even think that's half of our work. You know what I'm saying? I think the work comes in honestly – growing the daggone vegetables, you know. I think it comes into mm-hmm. having business with each other and getting our dollar to float in our black communities um, more than once, you know what I'm saying. Um, I, I believe that our uh, work comes with educating our own youth and our own children and making sure they have um, stability with housing and jobs. So I believe, you Absolutely. know, the vote thing ain't nothing as far as I'm concerned but it's a very necessary part of living here, you know? And, 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 like and, throw, and, and like you said, it's not the beginning, nor the end. The beginning, nor the end. You know, eventually, you know, our fruition, uh, number 10, point number 10 on the 10-point platform of the program, is uh, eventually to have a pleasant site that we get to determine our own future, our own government, our own everything. We want, I mean, people say, oh, how you going to, listen, if you always hunt, if people, I'm sure, what if these crackers, what if these white folks, Thomas Jefferson and and, and Quincy Adams and all of these Samuel Adams and all of these other people uh, have listened to the naysayers, then they would still be a British colony. So eventually we want our own. And like you said, nationalism realizing that we're here in America, that we're new African in America, that this is a unique experience for us, that we have to use all the tools that are at our disposal. Voting serves um, a particular, you know, it's an instrument. Right, a purpose, and it's an instrument. And any fool would, if you're in a fight, you would be a fool not to use anything at your disposal or exposal, exposal, or however you say it, at your to your advantage, or right in your reach to knock a club or the mess out of someone. So, yeah, we do that. Um, but it does go back to growing the vegetable, producing, and then from that production, when you're strong nationalist, when you understand your identity and you're moving like that, reaching out to international connections, begin to establish international connections, cutting out the whole middleman cutting out this whole white America that still disciples and sucks the life out of black America. We have our businesses. We have our production. Why can't we deal directly with Africa, Brazil, or even if it's other European countries? Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So we have to begin to think that far ahead. That, what happened the other day, should show us that this, quite possibly, like Elijah Muhammad has prophesied and said, is the fall of America. You know what I'm saying? Like history, bear witness, there is no empire that has lasted in eternity. Study empire, study dynasty, from the Egyptian to the Roman. All of them had uh, uh, eventually met its uh, collapse and its ruin. So black people have to begin to look. Babylon shall fall. Black people have to begin to look to to be self-sufficient, independent, and self-determinist. That's the only solution to salvation for our plight. That is it. This this thing. Now you mentioned you mentioned international connections. I wanted to just reference something that some of the sisters and I were doing. 
um, we have a, a brethren that's in another country that has no problem with teaching us French and, and different dialects from different parts of West Africa. So we are already making those connections. It's about us being consistent. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be Wonderful. a thousand people, but we got our group, and this is what we're doing. And we're grateful because we're making these – I don't need your approval to connect with this brethren over here or this sister over here. And that's what we have to get out of the mindset of. We don't need anyone's approval to still support someone over there, to buy things directly from there, okay, to go yep. and invest. We don't need right. the approval of this government to still make to make that happen. We have too many opportunities now. And we and really utilize all of these resources and not not just Say it just to be saying it. We have to actually be implementing it. Mm-hmm. And the tools, technology can make somebody halfway across the world be down the block. You know what I'm saying? That's so the it. tools yeah. that we have at our access, <laughs> you know, we got to use. And then, like I said, I love the idea of start, starting small. And I don't want people to think I'm small-minded because I say this all the time. But it doesn't, you don't have to have a million a million starts with one, you know what I'm saying? Um, and that's what I think people are afraid sometimes to just do the one, have a small group, and then next time each one brings someone, and then let it grow from there. And I promise you it'll grow if you're consistent with it, you know. But we have to get to a point, you know, we don't have to have a couple of acres to, to, to grow food. You know, all we need is a backyard slash a garden, yeah. you know. I mean, it doesn't take all of that, but it does take intentionality. You have to be intentional with what you're doing. And I think once you get intentional, then you'll start to see possibilities. You know, a lot of times people say, well, this can't work and that can't work. And I'm like, you're giving me a lot of reasons why it can't work, and I haven't heard not one of how it can work. Tell me how it can work. I don't want to hear how it can't work. Tell me how it can and then really get people to dig deeper into themselves and say, well, let's try this, let's try that. So it can work. You have to have a desire, though. And I choose not to be around people that think like that. I make it a conscious decision. Okay, that's how you feel. So then for me, you are not a part of the solution. You are a part of the problem. So I'm going to need you to stay over yonder. Away from yeah. me Because over here yeah. we're trying to figure out something We're looking for solutions We're trying to make stuff shake And if you're not trying yeah. to make it shake Then you need to stay over there That's yeah. in your mm-hmm. best interest. Yeah. Yeah. You're about to get yeah. Because I have no time I have things that need to be done And I yeah. The sense of urgency You really is, have to oh, function The sense of urgency is urgent. ridiculous Yes Yes hmm? Yes I said, urgency is ridiculous. It is urgent. We got to make this happen right now. You know, I'm going to start with my small complaint. My small complaint is wintertime and everybody's ashy. This is my small complaint. This is just me. In two seconds. Where are my lotion makers, okay? I need y'all to okay. make Yo. lotion. Okay? <laughs> Yo. You went there. You went there. Look, where are the lotion? Boy, you better say it though. Where Come are these on. butter makers? Look, where oh, are the shea butter makers? I go. Mm-hmm. Everybody needs to go in on a big old. Sh- those things are huge. They're they're pretty big. 
But they mm-hmm. produce so much, melt that thing down, put in the ingredients, make it smell good, and then sell it to me because I need some lotion. This is all I'm talking about, mm-hmm. family. I'm not saying a whole lot. I'm just saying it's winter time, and, and everybody is asking, where are the lotion makers? You know, where are the soap? Every time I go to the store and have to buy soap, I get mad, and I call about three, four women I know, and I let them know how mad I am that I had to go and buy some more soap. And they'd be like, but sister, but no, no, but sister, me, I got a dollar. What I don't have is time to make soap. You don't have the dollar, but you have time to make the soap. Let's work together. But this is this is what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Y'all got to work with me. I, I, all Working I together. Dollar, have the time. Yes. Yes. Working together. And yeah. the thing, you, know, you probably just have to have it because I'm sure it's, 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 it's people out there with their supplies. Uh, uh, sister said, you may just have to call them. They have to be back. <laughs> Getting out there. You know, creating the, one of the things that I like, I think I heard Makita mention something about a sister group, and I, you know, I love to hear more about it, and I hope that works out. One of the things I like to, would like to see, and this is, you know, definitely a need in communalism, we're pushing the whole issue of communalism, is that the teaching and even the lessons, the way that the lessons are disseminated become practical, become just every day. You know, and if we can start to ingrain, uh, integrate them like that into just the existence of black folks, I think we see a lot better results. If what I mean is take them off from being so lost, they're being so different, or just you have to do this or you have to do that to be that the culture conscious community, from separating us, practicing this elitism, uh, this, uh, you know, this just having to be so damn different. Trying to find him, trying to find some superiority in that, and just well, where we just make it practical and fun. Let our group start being yeah. very uh, relative to the everyday issues that Black people are facing. Like you said, sufficient so lotion. If you get Love. If, if we're having groups and you start coming together, and I think <laughs> sisters and brothers used to do that one time in the groups, and they bring their products. And things of that nature, but you know, I don't know. So, okay, some kind of way it has to start to translate. We have to find that mechanism that will begin to allow it to germinate amongst the populace, amongst the people. We have to find something to be able to combat. And like you said, it can start small, but something that combats the television and the programming and the things, yeah. find a way to network us together with the people who are making these things that the counter institutions to the institutions that exist. You know, we're just yeah. too far. We have the capabilities and the people with the, with this, these special knowledges, you know what I'm saying? But it, it's the networking and the coming together, the actual communalism of it all, pulling together to make it work as one functioning organism. That's what I'm stuck yeah. at. That's what, you know, the challenge is to me. Well, I, I, I can tell you, I, I'll say some words and everybody's going to say, I can't believe she said that. I mean, yeah, whatever. But <clears throat> when we took out a higher power, when when black people wanted to begin to disassociate from the higher power, that's when – to me, all of that fell apart, you know, 
there was a time when people were working with people. It wasn't just what we wanted to do. We knew it was was what our higher power said for us to do. And so Mm -hmm. it became not just a good idea. It became almost an obligation. Now the obligation Mm -hmm. is not there. And so because we have removed God from the party, we've moved God from um, a lot of our homes, um, we've made ourselves God, uh, we've done all these other things to weaken or to dismiss um, a a single God or a single God idea, whether it was the same or not, but just a single God idea. Because of that, now we're finding that we are falling apart literally. We took God out of church. We took God out of school. We took God out of our days. We took God out of the holidays. Um, we have just removed God from everything. And because of wow. that, and this is just a small personal wow. belief, now we have nothing. We there, You remove the head, and now you have a box. That's it. I can believe that. And I said it. I can see the wisdom in that. Because when you remove God, and you know, I'm, you know my position about black people, uh, I believe the black man is God. When you remove God from everything, the black people no longer recognize God in themselves and behave any kind of way and accept any type of treatment. Mm-hmm. When you no longer recognize God, you remove God out of the equation. How do you know that you God? You accept anything. You know what I'm saying? Because God is not there anymore. Damn. Yeah, I can agree with that. I can totally agree with that. From our relationship. relationship. And that affects our family. Let me tell you. All right, hon. Yes. You have none of these people that we have technical issues. No, no, no. You go ahead. I can hear. We can hear you now. Okay. You have so many people that remove God from their relationships. And when you do that, then you're removing God's family. If you're removing God from the family, you're removing God from the communities that need you. So for those of us that understand, that's where that honorable responsibility comes into place. I know that I'm not just big mama in this area. I know I have a spiritual responsibility as well. I know I have to live the character that I talk about. I can run up with Mm. a little jabbers all the time, sound creamy, because I can do that if I want to, but it means nothing to those tiny humans that are looking at me if I'm not living the life that I talk about. And I know. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Having God in the family also gave everybody a a higher level of responsibility to reach for. So it came a point yeah. where it's like I got to do this not just because me as a wife have to do it because my husband's going to have a child, um, or not me or you as the husband I have to do this or my wife is going to be fussing at me forever. But you have to do it because God wants you to do it, you know. And I know growing up there were things that I did because my mother said so, and then there were things that I did because she told me God said so. And for those I paid a little bit more attention. I was like, oh snap. You know, let me not get in trouble with the one she got an answer to. The one, you know, if I got an answer to her, the one that she got an answer to, let me not get in trouble with that. And so it gave everybody something higher to work towards, um, and, and it helped us to be balanced. Remember, we were talking about that man-woman balance in the beginning. 
where, you know, uh, it is not all man, it's not all woman. When God is in charge, it's neither. You know, it truly is balanced as to neither parties are in charge, where God really is in charge, and then we can all get in where we fit in from there. So um, absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, I said it. I think taking God out took out our higher level of responsibility. And so at that point, we weren't responsible anymore. <laughs> Hello? Did I lose it? I said that was an easy way out for people to do nothing. A easy way out for people to yeah. blame other people and not take any responsibility. Yeah. We have to take responsibility. You know, I can point oh, fingers all day because I have them, you know. But at the same time, it doesn't matter if I'm not doing something. Mm-hmm. I have to do something. Well, I like that piece what you were saying, uh, so seven. Like you were saying about God being in the equation, whether and then you know, let me let me say, and because we and I don't want to turn this to that show because this is the, the people show. But when I'm saying God, I'm, I'm gonna go to what I've been referring to: intensive positive energy. Ippy, when you have this intensive positive energy in the equation, this righteousness, this goodness uh, that is genderless, but it's just righteousness then that is, you know, the deciding factor. That's that's the whole thing. That's what you're working for, the goals. When they remove that, when they remove that, when that's out of the equation, desires a lot of times mistakenly becomes, I did a class today, you know, I did another little class, and I talked about that you are not your experiences. You are not your feelings. You dictate those. Those shouldn't dictate that better person in you. And so desires erroneously become uh, equated with spirit or voice of God, and we're catering to that. We, it's judged by what is advantageous, what is good, what is a blessing, what is beneficial, not how you feel or not how, and this is what I'm telling you, black community, get out of your feelings. Get out of your base desires that only serve the immediate now, that only serve you in that moment. But when you look and you weigh it against what you've been given life, given, if we're talking as God, which is knowledge, intellect, reason, the ability to discern, if this thing isn't edifying, if it isn't beneficial, if it isn't conducive to your growth, to your advancement, that might not quite be God. It just might feel good for the moment. So you have to be, to be woman enough to make these hard decisions, to make these hard choices despite what white man is saying, despite what world is black man is saying or the world is saying or their perception of what they think they see, and listen to God, which is intensive positive energy, righteousness, in yourself and look for the manifestation of that thing. And I think that as black people, when we begin to do that, understand that's my concept of the God concept. I don't know about anyone else because some gods tell them to take, turn the other cheek. Some gods tell them to get sacrificed. Huh? Some guys tell them that they can have anything they want because they died for them, you know. Um, so I don't know. I won't judge anybody's concept of God, but that intensive positive energy mm-hmm. is judged by, at the end of the day, its criteria is judged by productivity manifestation. Black people, we must judge mm-hmm. our footsteps by productivity and manifestation. And like, not like what Sister Makita said, 
a lot of jibber-jabber, or how are we feeling about the thing. And But I am going to monitor you on one thing. This is Makita Dive. Got no more brother about He made a whole live about me this night. We must be very careful when we say someone is doing the talking and not walking the walk. We have to be very careful about um, these things. Because that walk walks are walks are very walks are very funny, you know. They look one way, but you know, then you find out he's trying to walk cool, then you find out he got a limp. So we have uh-huh. to be you know, just very careful. All right. Mm-hmm. And I get that. I get that. But I also think that I think we have a responsibility to say, no matter why you walking like that, you walking slow. You know, no matter what yeah. the yeah. problem may yeah. have been. That yeah. you you're not moving with a level of purpose. You're not moving like I need you to move, or you move it like you walk into the store in the wrong direction. So even though we is, don't is we don't want to get to the no. point, <laughs> we don't want to get to the point. No, that's not the problem. You know what the problem people. is? The problem is not he's walking too slow. The problem is you walking with him. That's the problem. The problem is not him. He walks slow. The problem is why are you walking with this slow cat? Yeah, Let him keep up with the real. gigs they keep up with. You on the real. Their way. On the <laughs> real. On the real. On the real. 100. That, that right there you know, they tell 100. me, they told me I talk too fast. I told them you're listening too slow. You know what right. I'm saying? So it's, it's, it's you did. It's not the cat walking. I need to quit walking with it. I need to quit walking with it. <laughs> so correct. Yeah. So correct. And so, you know. Again, again, and this is how we have to move, you know, and this is how we have to move. But at the same time, you know, somebody can walk with his slow self, you know what I'm saying? Somebody can, is going to be able to do that. Someone's going to be able to do it. I, I don't I don't question it at all. Um, but we have right. to be able to start. You know, see, this that's is called the NAACP. That's called the Urban is, League. That's called these other okay. organizations. Uh-huh. This is why we have this yeah. is why we have these communal conversations. Because part of these communal conversations is I do have to say, brother, you walking slow. You know. Part of the communal mm-hmm. because I am reliant on you. Okay. And that's why communal works well and makes everyone there. Because I'm reliant on you. You can't walk as slow as you want to walk. I'm gonna need you to walk fast enough to, to hit these three spots and while I'm hitting these other ones over here. And so when we start having those reliances on each other, we do begin to have um, an understanding and an appreciation. And so it's not a matter of quickly for me saying, I'd like to dismiss you because I don't like slow walking. But at the same time, you're part of my community. So I can't just leave you to be, you know, slow footing it around. I got to be like, hey, bro, I need you to kind of make this work, you know. Walk faster. You need me to help. Some, you need some better shoes. You need some socks. What you need? And so, you know, that's part of the communal understanding where we can't leave each other. We got to hold on. We got to make it better. You know, this is part of the black woman dynamic, you know, and this is where sisters, you know, the brothers always complaining that the sisters are, you know, dominating and doing this and they're doing that. Really, we try to get you to walk a little faster. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, this is part that, the communal part really kicks in, and we have to say, look, yeah. let but me take a second part? to find at, out why he walks is, slow. Yeah, exactly. At what, part, at what part do you get to? Here's the dangers, and this is a great conversation. 
when is enough enough? When do you get fresh? Because that encouragement after a while can turn to discouragement. You can start out, I mean, you woke up, brothers, wake up. Then next to bring your slow ass on. It's your retarded <laughs> self. When do you, you see what I'm saying? When do you say, okay, this is changing my character. This is not benefiting me. It's not benefiting him. He's been walking slow for 20 daggone years. He's been, you know, that now I realize it's not slow walking. He has a limp. He needs a crutch. Either I'm going to give him a crutch and keep up with that pace or I'm going to move on. Because what's going to happen now is I'm going to be verbally abusive, mentally abusive. I'm going to get tired and frustrated. Everybody mm-hmm. keeps, that's why I say well, in the organizational world, I explain it like this. Everybody's not a revolutionary. So you got the NAACP. Yeah. You got the urban. Yeah. You got those yeah. people that fit your pace. I can't, yeah. you know, at so many, first I'm going to be encouraged. Hey, keep up. This is what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. When I see either you're unable or unwilling, at some point I have yeah. to say, okay, who's being the idiot here? Is he just slow yeah. or am I being the darn fool? for being in this rut that I'm allowing myself to be in now. Yeah. So Absolutely. either I'm going to have continuous patience and not get mad and say, hey, babe, and keep that up, or I'm going to eventually say, hey, you know what? This is not the fit. You don't, you're not a good point guard for this team. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, maybe try out for mm-hmm. the uh, Clippers or whatever. You know what I'm saying? But Ooh, if just, you keep him around, so then you begin to get off the on the abuse. My and you become abusive. You, I said, you just throw <laughs> shade all over the place. My God. You know, talking <laughs> about the Clippers <laughs> with the world. <laughs> I, I'm just but, saying. What I'm saying is about I, I teammates. I'm just saying. saying. You, get, you get it? Let them go to somewhere else. If they can't fit your team, give them the Clippers or the Clippers or this is why relationships, you know, Sister Nikita started off with relationships, and this is why relationships are such a big dynamic in every, in anything we do. Um, you know, honestly, relationships in our African-American communities are revolutionary. Um, and so it's like this is why, you know, so much emphasis is put there because it does matter how you handle this particular situation. And how do we make this benefit the community? You know, I don't believe in extra people. So if, if brother walking too slow for you, okay, fine. But you know, there, there's somebody where he's going to fit the he's going to fit the right purpose. He has right. a job. God does not put extra mm-hmm. people in our lives, and so we have to find out well what role can he play? Okay, the starter? No, you can't. Probably can't be the starter. He probably can't play that position. But, you know, there might be something else he can do on the sidelines. But, you know, we, we have to really start to be open and understand that these types of, even though we're, we're sitting here joking, but these are real scenarios. You know, these are real situations that we face in our community as to how this works, why this works, or, or being able to evaluate that it's not working. Um, and so we have to um, be able to spend this time to figure out how this how this can work if we want it to, you know, and or being honest about saying, hey, it's not working, and 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 finding an, another pace or another job or another situation. But these are real conversations in our community, and um, again with the communalism. That's why I like communalism because there is not a 
a blatant just, hey, this doesn't work, throw it out. Right. That's not communalism, okay? Communalism, if it doesn't work here, can it work there? You know, can it work, you know, how can it work? What, what, how can this benefit us and everything else like that? That's one of the reasons why I like it because I don't believe in extra people. I think all, too often right. um, we throw things out that still have a value, even if the value was not the initial value that we thought, it can still hold a value for us. And so, um, you know, it, it's always a process. It's always a process. And when you're talking about in our community, that relationship and relating is a big part of how yes. things are working or how the things yes. are working. Yes. Yes. I, I, I would totally agree. And that's what I worry for us is that we, we throw the baby out with the bathwater, you know, if it, if, if it doesn't meet an expectation uh, that may not quite may not be really realistic to black people's situation. We're talking about relationship. You know, um, mm-hmm. where do we get our expectations? Where are our standards coming from? What are we expecting of our man, of our woman? You know, where do mm-hmm. you get that thought from? Where do you hold them to? And then, secondly, not valuing ourselves enough as black people, as being wonderful people, that we would stay in situations that don't benefit us because of expectations or because of standards or, or ways we've been taught to feel about ourselves. Like, I, you know, and you use the example of moving slowly. Someone may walk slowly. I may be that guy that walks slowly. I would hope that a sister would love my blackness enough and love me enough, and I hope I would be mature enough to accept it and say, hey, you know what, you move slowly. Um, it's not that you're a bad person. You just move slowly for me, maybe da-da-da, and there's a peaceful splitting as friends, as brothers and sisters, and not keep me around and know that I can't keep pace and become abusive. You know what I'm saying? And that being out of a fear of uh, of society saying um, that either he ain't nobody, he can't keep no woman or, you know, this and that, and and being comfortable enough with my soul. Say it again, I didn't know. You can move that slowly. Find the, find the sister in the wheelchair. And y'all can move the <laughs> Right, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. We're saying the same thing. So what, what that's I'm saying, what I'm saying is like, I'm at the so don't, we just really have to stop making these excuses. And we not, have to you, be you don't get the analogy, do you? Do you get it? If you're not, you've never been with anybody that don't keep up and instead of letting them go, you browbeat them. You never went through that stage of ignorance. I have. Okay, hold on. I'll be the first one to say. First of all, I have six brothers. I don't beat no man down. I don't. Okay. I have no desire Amen. to because I love my brothers way too much. I'm getting off this phone. Okay, you tell me. You tell me. You never browbeat a black man. Hey, hey, wait, wait. Get I love the brother. I'm about to get off the phone. I'm not. I'm personal. sorry. I'm a skeptic. This is me personally. I think you've done it but just because you're a black woman in America. Get the person with the wheelchair. You know, that's all I'm saying. Get the person on the walker. Yeah, y'all still could do stuff together. Y'all could be in there baking the cakes. I don't care, but do something. Exactly. Like, if you're missing the point, you're talking about do something together, but if you're not in a wheelchair, why would you get a person in a wheelchair? Don't get a person in a wheelchair to have somebody. Love yourself wait, enough to go get somebody that can keep pace. A lot of us oh, want to get somebody oh. so slow 
So we can keep yelling at them to keep up. It makes us <laughs> feel better. What I'm saying is this is We won't get a man. I have to we say did this everything but. I don't, I don't care. We all know baby steps are still movement. Don't believe us. Put a toddler on the floor, and we will see how long it would take for them to get into everything. <laughs> Five mm-hmm. minutes or less. What I'm saying is mm-hmm. we still need movement. We still need some consistency. Okay, mm-hmm. if something doesn't yeah. work out over here, it's not the end of the world. Agree to disagree. Be able to I, still be able to work together in this platform and that platform, but to stay like a lump on the log and just don't do nothing, just run off with your jibber jabbers because your jibber the jab. Come on now, I we got to do the same thing. What, what different are we saying? Thing. What I'm saying is do something. If you can't be a Black Panther, join the NAACP. That's what I'm saying. Do something. What I'm saying is, do you do something. Don't expect me to sit here and hold your hand and to pull you and tug you and to yell at you. You're too slow. You're too. Find your pace. Find your lane. I'm, mm-hmm. This may not be your lane. Find your lane. I'm not telling you to sit down and die. I'm saying go play for. I'm not saying don't play basketball. Don't be. Don't fight for the black cause. What I'm saying is, don't slow 20, 30, 40, 50 people up. Because everybody has to keep coming back for you saying keep up. And don't mm-hmm. go get people that slow so that somebody can look to you and say, oh, you're supreme in knowledge, you're supreme. Go get your equals and your peers and affect a real change. See, everybody want to sit around and well, teach. Everybody want to still sit around and be the grand poobah. Get with people, get your peers, step the heck up, and affect some change. But nobody wants to do I that. Now you don't say nobody. There's a lot of segments of our society that don't want to deal with their peers because they don't want to be on that level. They still want a nursemaid and placate Negro. And then they mm-hmm. can play. I'm not the brother for that. Mm-hmm. I only move with the moving shakers. If you ain't moving, this is why then move with the people at your vibration. I think this is why the equally yoked thing always comes up. Always comes up. Even biblically, spiritually, um, movement-wise, anything. This is why you have to be equally yoked because if not, there's always going to be that friction. And I hope people, I, I think the only time people, like you were saying, Chairman, where it's like you start to, you know, browbeat people and stuff, that's when you're not really being honest about your yoke. You know what I'm saying? That's when you've been like, okay, I thought this was my yoke. I'm trying to make, you're trying to force an issue, and I've seen it. You know, because I see many a sister, oh, I'll make him. I can make him. I see mm-hmm. many a brother, oh, I can I can train her mm-hmm. to be a woman for me. And so I've seen, you know, where people, they know they're not equally matched. They know they're not equal yoked, but they're going to try to force it because it's easier to keep what they have and to manipulate it rather than to compete on the levels that they need to be competing on. So we've seen that, and they, the elders have already told us, you got to get that equally yoked. And so that's something that we're working on individually. But as a collective, I think we need to start stating that there's some basic things that we need as a collective understanding, you know, and, and wherever your focus is, let that be your focus. But when we were talking about, for me, everybody knows education is a big one for me. We need to find ways to educate these youth. Even if they go to school, even if they go to public school, they need, I know growing up, I had Saturday school. In Saturday school, whether it was with the UNIA or having studies at home, now I remember last spring 
Um, oh, the horrors. The I youngest remember. one, yeah, and the youngest one, he was part of the Z Squad, and all of the young people who were doing the fast, they, they did their little Zoom calls and stuff like that. And so, you know, we have ways to do what we need to do on a communal level. And that's where I think the, the primary focus can be. Because on a personal level, trying to force yokes to be what they want it to be, we ain't going to win that fight. You know what I'm saying? We, you're not going to win mm-hmm. trying to force one yoke over another. So what we have to do is, is where can we come in together communally? You know what I'm saying? And I would like, look, a chicken for every pot. I would like for every pot to have a chicken in it, some rice, you know, a husband, a wife, some kids, and all that, all that. But really, communally, that's not even necessary. Communally, we have some other needs going on that are so primary that we can't even get into the whole relationship thing just yet. You know, don't play with it. Don't be disrespectful with it, you know. But at the same time, we got some real needs going on. We got some real, real needs going on. So, you know, how do it's we do real. that? And, and yeah. like you said, you know, relationships, marriage is the cornerstone of that thing. I would, I would totally agree. I've heard you say that before. Black love is, yeah. is the cornerstone of it. But yeah. I totally uh, agree with you on, on time and conversations that we've had and I've heard before is that really getting yourself together. Um, we're not just combating the our our demons and stuff that we hold internally, but we have external forces that have misnotions and misconceptions and preconceptions that try to impose and force them on what black relationships, black family, and all of this should look like. And trying to live uh-huh. up to these standards and dealing with the very misconception and issues that you uh, contain in yourself, because we have to be honest. We have to begin to be honest, black community, about this dynamic called black family and what yeah. it is and what we want it to look like and the acceptability and the norms and the not norms because there's something we got the phenomenon, the baby mama now phenomenon. You know, the yeah. whole economic shift of women being uh, predominant breadwomen, uh, huh? What phenomenon did you mention? Your baby mama phenomenon. Can't stand it. I can't even stand it. But but it's real. But it's real. That's what I'm saying. So it really has to be, but it's real with real psychological effects, with real outcomes, with real actions that affect the children, that will affect their children. You see what I'm yes. saying? These are real things. God, that I don't have give to us that know We need to do better. Huh? Change the terminology. Those of us that know better, we need to do better. We need to change the terminology. We need to check other people when they say stuff like that. Well, like, I'm, I'm funny on. about terminology. Well, no, no, I'm funny about terminology. Yeah. Some of these men are baby daddies, and some of these women are they baby are, moms. That's all about to say. Now, I don't, have a, baby, I don't have a baby daddy. I don't have a baby daddy. I have... Uh, I have a love child, and I have an ex-husband that I have a child by. I don't have a baby daddy, but I've dealt with a different caliber of men. And so we can't sit here and say there's no Mm -hmm. such thing as a baby daddy or a baby mama because there is. There is, and I would love for everyone to say 
that they have a man from a previous relationship that, that they have a child from. Yeah. But everybody can't say that because some of these girls and some of these dudes were just playing around, got caught up, and they have they baby don't. mamas. And they have baby they, daddies. They, they, I don't want that, that for them. <laughs> I know. That is being called mama. the baby. It's not the child that is being called the baby. It's not the child. When you say baby mama and baby daddy, it's not. they're not talking about the child. They're talking about the individual. She a baby. She okay. <laughs> she a baby mama. Mm-hmm. He a baby daddy. He's not a big daddy. Yes, He's not a big grown daddy. I'm a big grown. See, I'm a big grown daddy. I'm a big grown daddy. I'm my child's and, father. And, and, a big grown daddy. Sister is a Makita, father. I understand what you're talking it. about. Because <laughs> me and the chairman have had this same argument about kings and queens. <laughs> and he'll tell you, oh, no. We got the ones that are queens are queens, and the ones that aren't queens, we're speaking life into them. We're encouraging them. I'm like, no. What you're doing is cheapening the word. And that's what you're doing. Blah, 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 blah. And so I understand language. Can't sit around and pretend like that language doesn't exist for a reason. It exists for a reason. There are some people that have been super duper lax in the parenting department, and they are nothing more than donors, whether they donated the egg or the sperm, and therefore they have this whole category called baby mama, baby daddy. And if you got a real one and you, you were intentional with that, then you can say you have an ex or you have a child that was, you yeah. know, out of a relationship. And, but and some we, people got baby daddy. And what is this yeah, phenomenon? And we look, and when we start to study this phenomenon, we start looking at this phenomenon, where did it come from? A breakdown of communalism. Nobody knows anybody. When I was coming up and dating a girl, man, before you got a kiss, you was going to parents' house, who your people is, boy. Who you? We don't know. Children come up pregnant now. You only know that they don't know the Negro. You like what's his name? They call him Boogie Mike. They call him what? <laughs> Who? They don't even have real names no more. It is an, uh, an erosion of society, and like we talk about, it's communalism. Well, we are not our brothers and sisters keepers anymore. We're not responsible. It's yeah. not a communal parenting anymore. You see what I'm saying? So that phenomenon is birthed out of another phenomenon which burst out of another mm-hmm. phenomenon. So that's what I mean by when mm-hmm. we were talking about the whole thing about um, keeping up and all of that. We have to be real about mm-hmm. who is in our circle because we have yeah. to go back to nature. We keep breeding with this, these inferiors, then that's what we're going to keep resulting in the black. We have to be selective in our breeding. I'm sorry to say it. We have to be selective. We need to go back where you come from, who your people is, boy. With yes. your folks days, I mean, we need to go back to them back days. The day, That's selective breeding. I don't care what they call. They want to make sure if you from somewhere and somebody before you come up in this house and get one of mine. There ain't no way. Mm-hmm. I'm young people should oh, be turning me. out children. We don't know where they came from. And all these and it's mm-hmm. fine. And don't and know then family. what happens is we it's so fine and we continue this cycle. That we, the young sister say, I don't need no man anyway. And therefore, that young man is not even responsible beyond economic payment through some child support. But there is no shotgun saying, boy, go get your child. Play mm-hmm. with your boy. Yeah. So the black man, there again, is disconnected from his seed by not even, by nobody's fault. 
Nobody said, man, this is what you have to do. Now it's cool. It's right. right. Now his daddy, his uncles, ain't no men. Her brothers or whatever. Right. Say, hey, boy, we ain't seen you around this baby. Look, let me tell you. With the love child, with the love child, but see, all of that comes from calling a spade a spade. If you know yes, he's but dirt, the, the one that I do if you have, know she's dirt and she ain't from nowhere, don't grieve with her. <laughs> so, so the one child I do have, let me tell you, his brother holds him accountable. His brothers hold him accountable. His his father's holds him accountable. His stepfather holds him accountable. Yes. His wife, his wife, the one he married to now, holds him accountable. And, and everyone in his community says to him, "Hey, when's the last time you seen that boy with your eyeballs? Okay, okay. not on the phone, not on this. When you seen him with the eyeballs?" And they create enough pressure to where they come and say, "All right, I need to see you. I need to see you." You know, and so it, it's all over the place. It happens on his side of the family. I've seen it, but it also I was dealing with somebody who came from a good family. And, and I think that's kind of where it starts from, back in our communalism, because yep. Lord knows I got two I'm trying to arrange right now. I don't want no stranger coming into my family, um, marrying off none of my children, um, not mm-hmm. me not knowing what kind of values you were brought up with. I'm looking in-house for mine, okay? So I'm like, uh-uh. I need to know you and your mama because I need to know where you came from and how you're going to act so that when things go wrong or something like that, I already can predict what you're about to do. So we have to go back mm-hmm. to all that. They didn't look outside of my circle for me, you know, just like I'm not looking outside of my circle for these two. So you got to make sure that, you know, when it comes to being in a relationship slash having a child, these are some of the big investment tickets that we have in our life. You pay so much money, time, and energy. A child can stop you from going to college. A child can demand what kind of job you're going to have. Um, if you have a traveling job, whatever. The jo- you know, having a child dictates so much of your life that you need to have that stuff checked in before the child even gets here. But again, right. that comes Tough with Communalism. That comes with community. We've allowed our young people, you know, and and and, I, and I'm speaking a little premature because, like I said, my oldest has just turned. My daughter, my oldest, has just turned 18, and um, or she'll be turning 18 in April. Woo, boy. Uh, but it goes back to like you said, just knowing certain things. Uh, I come from a family that me and her mother are not on the best of terms, but from a family that still ask about her and to the degree that I do speak or whatever, encourage and promote that and never allowed me to be one of those people. And it was because look where you come from and you're not my father, whom he and I, we may disagree, you know, sons who have fathers know what it is, especially in these, mm-hmm. these later years. Uh, but when it comes to things that are moral, things that are ethical, as he's been taught and has taught me, he will encourage and promote it. I think that, like you said, that taking God out, and I would say taking morals and ethics out, giving the black community the sense and the illusion that we are not responsible and accountable to one another has been one of the worst things they could have done to us. Yep. Yep. You know what I'm saying? One of the worst things, because now you've got young men doing these things to somebody's daughter. When I came up, you know what somebody tell you? If you was out there cussing a girl out of somebody, you know what somebody, a homeboy or your uncle, somebody would tell you? 
Boy, you know that's somebody's daughter, don't you? Boy, you know that's somebody's sister. In fact, if it's bad enough, they tell you it's sister. Well, boy, you know that boobie's sister. <laughs> yeah. Right, it right, bad enough. right. So it was, we that were all tied. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yo, you know that's somebody's daughter. That's somebody's child. That's somebody, it, was t- it wasn't just no random sister in the street. I had, I could carte blanche, really, really call this girl out of her name and talk to her like she was nobody and nothing in these streets. There was repercussions behind that. Even if Absolutely. it was a stranger coming up and knocking the mess out of me because she was a black woman. And, she, and he yep. knew that I should have known better. If I didn't know better, I should have known better. And now you know now. Because that's the standard. Now you know now. You. you don't talk to black women like that. It used to be. It used to be. You, uh, huh? Chairman, Come I, on, I you so get your head knocked off. I so appreciate you hanging out with us. 9.30, our time is done. You you really helped uh, to uh, get us a chance. Oh, I took y'all little show. Y'all forgive me. Makita, forgive me. <laughs> Makita, no, would you I'm like not. to sign us out? No, I'm going to be <laughs> on your show. And I'm going to sit on my hijack it, and we're going to talk about I this. Hope so. <laughs> I hope so. I'm going to I'm gonna hold you to that. I come on Sunday. <laughs> Listening audience, y'all heard that. I'm holding you to that, McKee, for real. We both going to call in, and we hijacking each other. That's it. I'm holding you to that. I got this recorded. This is recorded. <laughs> yeah, so Big Big Mama is showing up on Tuesday. <laughs> oh, my oh, me, wonderful. <laughs> awesome, awesome. I want to thank everybody that listened. This is the People's Black Panther Party, and we do this every Sunday at 8. Thank you so much. All powers to the people. All powers to the people.